Okay, good. Carry on. So go ahead. Let's talk about this. Yep. I'm trying to get my scripture together. <laughs> I wasn't as prepared as I, I was trying to get there. I was well, trying well, to get there. Well, but. this kind of uh, this is kind of an extension of what we talked about Sunday about prayer and uh, in in worship. You know, people think that you have to go to church, Man. to the synagogue, to prayer. You can go to bed at night and lay in your bed before you close your eyes and say a prayer. You can you can pray in the car, go in the work. You can pray in school. You can pray in the mall. You can pray anywhere anywhere life takes you. You can pray. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that right at the beginning. I mean, prayer literally is just it's just a conversation, but it's a conversation that has two parties. Yeah. You know, you know I mean, you have to have two. In order to have a conversation, somebody's got to talk. Somebody's got to talk back. Mm-hmm. And he was saying you can pray anywhere, and people don't realize God is there. Right. Yeah. That's why you can pray anywhere. Right. God is yeah. anywhere and everywhere you go. Yeah. Right. Right. Something I'm definitely learning because the Lord has been dealing with me about prayer a lot recently, and this kind of goes. I guess it goes without saying. I mean, you would. I mean, thinking about it now, I'm kind of like, well, yeah, of course, but. Um, it's very hard to pray. Um, it's very hard to pray if you don't know the word. Very hard to pray if you don't know the word. That's true. Uh, because just like Chuck was saying, well, you can pray. You can pray here and you can pray there and you can pray everywhere. And like Myrna was saying that God is with you. Well, he said in his word, I'm with you always. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you don't know that he's with you always, you know, then you would you might constantly be thinking or praying a prayer like, Oh God, always be with me. Mm-hmm. And, and also not knowing the word, um, you, you can find yourself in a place where you're always praying prayers for yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's yeah. not, that's not a conversation with God because I'm right. not going to sit here and have a conversation with somebody sitting at this table and then me hold the conversation the entire time. It's not a conversation. Right. See, so it's important whenever you're thinking about prayer, like what prayer really is, like it is a conversation. Conversation is two ways, you know, so you should be listening. I heard somebody say this. This just come to my mind, but you have two ears and one mouth. So you should be listening (laughs) twice as much as you're speaking. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, yes. now, I mean, that's not scripture. I could probably find scripture to probably prove good. that, but <laughs> you probably find scripture for yeah. that. But, <laughs> but the Lord has a lot to say. And, you yeah. know, if you're not, if you're not filled with the spirit, you know, and you don't know how to listen to the spirit, if you don't know how to listen, mm-hmm. you know, just meditate on the Lord and allow him to minister to you, then about the only way you're going to get anything from the Lord as in like a word from the Lord is going to be through his word. Right. Cause that, that is still, that's still him and that's him speaking directly to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, and think about it too and putting it in, you know, reality, you can't have a conversation with somebody you don't know. Mm. Not a good one. Just think about Not it. An yeah. intimate one. Not right. a personal Just think one. about it. If right. you walk yeah. up to right. a, if you walk up to a total stranger that you've never met, but the only thing you can say is, hello. Yeah. Or, How are you? Nice to meet you. <laughs> the yeah. weather. That's not a conversation. <laughs> right. That's that's a greeting. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's small talk. Right. Yeah. Right. How many people small talk God? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, and I've said this before, and it maybe came off uh, like 
bad or something but like i know he says in his word you know like he'll stick closer than a brother like you know and sometimes like he's a friend or whatever and i think people take that very lightly yeah because you know mm-hmm. my friends if i've never talked if i haven't talked to my friends for a very very long time we don't have a good relationship mm-hmm. we are definitely acquaintances now yes i still love them they still love me all that you know but things happen in between now and six months later you know yeah, right. i don't know anything about you like what's going on if we're not keeping that like it don't, you know, I'm talking just in the flesh, a daily relationship, but like, think about the Lord. I do think that there are a lot of people like, yeah, God's my buddy. He's my friend. But like, you don't ever talk to him. Right. One, you don't have that intimate time with him. And then when you do, it's only about you. It's never, exactly. it's yeah. never about his plans, what he wants, what he, you know, he's trying yeah. to get to you for somebody. Cause usually it's yeah. always for someone else. You know, know, you're only talking to him when you need something. Right. When it's convenient and, you know, for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 I I just looked this up because I just thought, I just thought, what the heck? Just looking at what prayer says, just in the dictionary, Mm -hmm. just according to Webster. (laughs) This is interesting because on one, in one definition, it literally says a spiritual communion with God. Think about that. A spiritual communion. You're communing with him. That's Mm -hmm. a personal that's a personal, intimate thing. Yeah. Right. But then watch this at the very, <laughs> at the very end, it says, uh, prayer, a religious observance. Hmm. And that interesting one is personal, intimate. And the other one is literally a tradition mechanics right. and tradition right. and just trying to get something done. Right. Yeah. You couldn't have said that any better mechanics. Yeah. That is so, that is, that's religion. That is religion that's as a religion. whole. It's religion. It's just mechanics. Uh, just going through the, I know that's such a cliche thing to say, but going through the motions, but it's literally, I mean, think yep. about it. Think yep. about something, mecha- a car, Yeah. something mechanical. Yeah. They're literally built to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> exactly and over the same. Exactly the same way. Exactly the same way. And if something gets out of kilter, it can mess up a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but but fixing that mechanical thing, it's always going to go right back to the way that it was. Right. There's no change. Yep. There's no room for change. Right. There's no room for change. No room for change. That's a that big is a deal. big deal. But when seriously, whenever you think about like the personal aspect of that prayer, a a relationship is something that is constantly growing. Yeah. You know. Right. Like between a, right. Well, between a husband and a wife, mm-hmm. you start you know, dating and then you get married and then you have kids and right. that's, you know, and you buy right. a house and that's your relationship growing. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's intimate. Yeah. I, I think we ought to, I think we're going to start with this. Um, we already have really, but I think we're going to start with this from really the one bite at a time, like one. Yeah. Boom. What, what, <laughs> why prayer? I mean, why anyway? Because we know, we've all said it probably five times already just in this, is prayer really is just a, it's just, it's, I mean, the only way I know what to say it is like this. This is when people, this is when people pray. People pray um, <clears throat> when the proverbial stuff hits the fan. Mm-hmm. That's when I go try to find this God. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What I love about him is he's right there. Yeah. Yes. That's what's amazing about him is he's like, I know they're going to run off the cliff until they come to me. And I'm talking to him this whole time, trying to get you in, trying to get you. But I know <laughs> Matt Nick is going to take you to go all the way out here. And then you're going to cry out to me. 
The thing is, is though, I think what people are expecting, but especially people that, that should know him, they should know better is they don't get this miraculous outcome that they're expecting. Right? Yes. For the most part, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the biggest problem that people have is they want it right now, immediately. Yeah. And they don't realize that sometimes it'll happen that way. Probably most of the time it won't. It well, may, that's, It may uh, take some time. Yeah, what I'm saying is this, is, and that's exactly right. What, they want an immediate about face. They want an immediate. So they, it, they need a, mir- a miracle situation. But my, I, I guess what we're saying is, is the thing is, is, though, if you're just working on a mechanical level. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. This is why I, I love that. I'm so glad you brought that up because we need to know why, why, why does this guy pray? And it seems like, boom, it happens for him. This guy prays and it takes six months, eight months, a year. If it even happens, <clears throat> we need to know why. Yeah. Right. Because he's, th- because this guy's going to say, well, God doesn't really love me. He ain't there. He don't care. He did it for bail. He don't, whatever, whatever, whatever. This doesn't work. And he's going to want to tell a hundred other people, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't, and I don't like making excuses for God either. Yeah. Well, this took longer because you know what I mean? Granted, there are, obviously there are situations where it's going to take longer, but it's, but it's because you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody help me out with this. I was okay. going to say, <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to Part of the, I'm going to, I'm going to start out with the why. <coughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to go up to a place that's going to open up a big can of worms. Probably. If you want to know the truth, you go to God and ask him. Yeah. Because he, he will answer. He will answer. He may guide you to the Bible, to scripture, because that's his word. And that's what we're supposed to be using as a, as an operator's manual. But if you have questions about anything that's happening in your life or what's going on in the world, you talk to God about it. And that's how you get to know him. That's another reason. That's another reason for the why. That's how the two ears get to know each other. Right. So here's the deal. This is how I kind of think of it here. So if you come to my house and you're in desperate need of something that I have, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be like, yeah, come in here. This is how much you need. What do you need? Can I help? Whatever. You get a guy coming in off of the highway and just knocks on the door yeah. and needs the same thing. Yeah, total stranger. But I don't know you. Yeah. yeah. Who are you going to give it to first? Am I right? Yeah. Am yeah. I going to be as I should as a Christian? I, leave that alone. As a Christian, I should be. But leave that alone. Just human nature, relationship-wise, am I going to be yeah. as as free to do that? Or am I going to be reluctant like, wow, I don't even know you? Yeah, and we need to realize that God's not a vending machine. You just can't walk up to him and drop a quarter in the slot, pull the lever, and get your can of healing. Right. That's exactly right. The biggest thing, and what I'm hearing in all and everything that I've been hearing just the past few statements made, is that it's it really it all stems back to your heart condition. Yeah. Because whenever you whenever you get saved, you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, then you have a covenant with him. Right. Mm-hmm. And every every facet, every part of his side of that covenant is fulfilled in you yes. already yeah. at that very moment. You have to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto you. So you have them, you have access to them, but they have to be unpacked. 
in a sense. That's it. And it's, yeah. it's that relationship that unpacks them. Because God takes you by, you know, and this is just how I see it for me. Maybe this will help somebody. Maybe it'll be like, well, that sounds stupid. I don't know. But um, (laughs) but I just see, you know, like whenever you get saved, you were lost and now you're found. So the Lord has taken you by the hand. And this is what this is literally the, the Holy Spirit's job is to lead you. Right. And guide you into those spiritual blessings. But listen, this is what it is. This is what it takes. It takes you coming from this place to another place to another place. It's like babies whenever they're born. They're not in a size six diaper. <laughs> you know, they're in a newborn diaper. Mm-hmm. And then they get, you know, they go up and they go up and they go up and eventually they get to, you know. Big boy pants. Big boy underwear <laughs> pants or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. But that's the thing. And I know yeah. that's silly. We're talking about underwear. But <laughs> but that's exactly it. You know, we talk about, well, you know, maybe I'm just still too young. I'm just in my pampers. Well, I don't know that it's so much that we're all baby Christians. We just haven't taken the time to develop that relationship. You know, we haven't taken the time to unpack it all. Yeah. You know, that is something that has been stirring in me lately. I heard a minister the other day. uh, He was talking about Mark 4. And we talked about this a little bit on Sunday night. But um, it's, it's the parable of the sower. And Jesus is talking to all these people about sowing seed because they're a bunch of farmers. <laughs> and so, so the disciples go and ask him later on in the, in the chapter, and they're like, Lord, what do you mean by all this stuff? Like, why do you keep talking to these people in parables? And he said, because they don't understand. Mm-hmm. He said, but it's permitted to you to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And he said, so all of these, they'll until they know better, basically is what he's saying, is that they'll... They're only going to hear parables, but you, I can tell you plainly. So, but what he's saying in that, in Mark four, to me, he's talking about seed that's sowed into different types of ground and how that seed is affected. It doesn't take a handful of seed in order to produce one tomato plant. It takes one seed, but it's what you do with that one seed that, that causes the, the production of the tomato. So if the ground isn't, you know, I don't know if I'm making any sense to anybody, but if the ground isn't good in good condition or the seed isn't being watered and tended to, then the seed's going to dry up with the yeah. ground everything, and it won't produce. Everything has to be prepared properly and maintained. Right. To get it to the finish, to the end. Exactly. So that's going back to what we were saying earlier about knowing the word. When you get the word in you and you grab a hold of some scripture that tells you what you can have in your covenant with God, then it just takes that one seed for it to grow. But you have to keep watering that seed for it to grow. And that watering could be, you know, meditating on those scriptures or scriptures that are similar to it, or just talking to the Lord and saying, I know all things work together for the good of them that love you and are called according to your purpose. And that's who I am, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you could put this in, I don't like doing this ever, but if you could put this in like a, I don't know, like a step-by-step thing, you know, what I hear in this is, is this, is like in the beginning, you just have to know him. And I'm, I'm telling you this last week, he has wore me out with that phrase (laughs) because you've got to know me. Yeah. Um, it boils down to that. I, if if we could do anything ever in our lives, I wish and I pray and I hope that this is what our ministry is about corporately and just as individuals going out there and working and going yeah. whatever, that we can prove and show 
that that our God, our Father, our God is alive and He is real, and He like He He is truth. He is this light. He is love. He is all these things. If we could do that, if we could reveal Him to people, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, in the Western world, we have no idea. We have no idea of of gods. You know, we're still Roman. We're still Greco, Greco minded. We're still like gods are there for my benefit. They're, they're still there to, you know what I mean? And we have to impress them. And success means favor with the gods, right? Yeah. This Elohim is a Jewish God. <laughs> he's not Jewish God. I mean, but we say that because he's a different mindset. He's a different, it's a different culture. Right. This is the culture mindset that he created. And it's all about this this personal covenant intermingled you know relationship thing where here in america we're all about business it's business we're movers we're shakers and what can you do for me what can you do for me and even friends that i've had that's kind of what it was like it was still kind of tough to be friends with some people it's like yeah because you still you can't really open up to people still Cause you still got, you know what I'm saying? You still got things, Yeah, right? You know, it's sad, but, um, really that's what I keep hearing. And number one is we just, we have to know him and we have to know that this is a living entity. Holy cow. That's bigger than we can even think or imagine or wrap our head around, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I don't know what two was, I had it, but it's gone now. <laughs> I, I do like what you said, Tyler. It's, I think there's like 130 or 160 something scriptures about like who I am, yeah. like in Christ or something like it. There's about a hundred. Yeah. Let's say that. Yeah. At there's least, a lot probably. of, yeah. at least, or yeah. I know there's some really good ones. Okay. So if yeah. you've got to physically, you know, print those off and say them or just pick out like five at the beginning, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just in the morning, you know, or I've, I know Miss Myrna over here, she's, don't you record yourself saying some? Yeah. yeah, record yeah. your own self saying it. Just yeah. listen to yourself. Repeat yep. these things. Yeah. Acknowledging God, acknowledging the Holy Spirit that He's inside of you. This is who I am in Christ. You know yeah. what I mean? Build yourself up in this. Yeah, that is yeah. some of the best advice I I ever heard. Was go through the New Testament especially, and and print out or type up because I've I have done that personally. Go and find all the scriptures that I want and just type them out. Yeah. So I don't have to search the word all over again. Right. I've got them right, right. there. Right. I can read them off. But go find all the scriptures that say in him or in Christ or or some you know, those that are talking about him, you in him and who you are in him. Yes. And that'll yep. change your life. Yeah. Because you're trying to you're trying to retrain this mind of yours to thinking in a in in the way that God sees you because right. God yeah. sees you already, you know, righteous, already holy, already prosperous, already healed, you know, and, and, you know, all the above, right. You know, but you don't. Right. And so as a man thinks, so is he. Right. So, and, you know, and we're talking about prayer. We're still, this still can, you know, contain, it pertains to prayer, but how are you going to talk to God if you don't know God, if you don't know the word of God, your your prayers are only going to be, God, help me, help me, help me, help me, because you don't think there's any help. Right. But the, but, all, right. but all the help that you need has been provided. Right. You know, I've heard this before. Um, the highest form of prayer is prayer for somebody else. Yeah. 
Mm. And I, I, I tend to believe that. I mean, maybe, you know, I, I know there's, I know there's, I know there's different levels, different reasons, different purposes, but, um, I tend to believe that because if I'm praying for somebody else and they're my priority instead of me, that means I I got it. I'm taken care of. Yeah. I, that means that yeah. means this relationship yeah. vertically I got it. Yeah. I, I understand who I am with yeah. him and I don't need I don't need to intercede for myself. Right. That's so that's beginners. That really is beginning prayer and that's and that's people that don't know him. It's really about me because my life is in shambles, even though I go to church. And even though I remember going, uh, one of my last services, I went to a little Baptist church (laughs) before I I got redeemed. But um, (laughs) uh, I remember shaking a pastor's hand. He always waited at the door. I love that. I miss them days. He'd wait at the door and I'd say whatever. And I say, well, pastor, I said, I'll see you Wednesday. So my for my midweek fill up. I said, I'm going to need it by then, you know, because because I'm dumb. I don't know nothing, you know, right. spiritually dumb. I mean, I, I really didn't know anything. And I remember him just looking at me going, just shaking his head at me. That's what I'm doing right here. He just shook his head at me. And I kind of felt weird when I went home. And now I know. Yeah. 20 years later, I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. Because he's like, are you kidding? Yeah. You know, because he's when he did. And I know. But when he saw, he's like, uh, uh, Pampers. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. He don't know nothing. Yeah, Bless exactly. his heart, you know. Yeah. Um and it was true. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything, but that's what that's that's the perception that's out there. And you know, we got 40-year-old Christians <laughs> that are still in that place. Absolutely. And I I feel like that isn't that's a that's a pretty accurate statement. If I'm praying for somebody else, I'm praying on a high level. Yeah. And it's not really a high level like power, like influence, like whatever. It just means that I, 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 God's, I, what does it mean? <laughs> it means that this relationship, it means I know him. Yeah. It means that I'm in a really good place. I'm, I'm secure. I'm confident with him and I'm in a good spot. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm taken care of. Yeah. And I know I'm taken care of. Yeah. So now I can f- prioritize and focus on you. Right. That only comes through knowing him. Yeah. Well, that yep. that is, and I didn't know this until you know maybe a couple of years ago. But that that is the definition, I believe, of prosperity. Yeah. It's not necessarily yeah. like the world views that. Yeah. Where, and I'm telling you, prosperity preachers and stuff like that, they get hammered for stuff like this because people have taken that word so far out of context. But the word prosperity doesn't necessarily mean that you've got multi-million dollars you right. know, in your bank account or whatever. It just means that everything that you, you've got, everything that you need, right. you know, like your needs are always met. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're blessed to be a blessing. Right. And honestly, cause people are like, Oh, well you're just praying for them. You're blessing them. You're allowing access into their life, right? You know, so that they can have what you have, you right. know, or that God will lead you somehow. He'll provide for you that you can bless those people. Yeah, it absolutely. works so many different ways. But prosperity does not mean that you're filthy rich, right? Always, right. you know. I mean, it right. could be, but right. You don't know how much those almost things about tired of it. You don't know how much those people are actually sowing and giving away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's but that's just prosperity. Being, yeah, that's right. prosperity too. You it's know what having I mean? it's, it's having right. my needs met and more right. than enough to give to somebody else. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And for me that ties right in with prayer too. Yeah. Right. Because I'm wealthy in here. Right. Yeah. 
That's a beautiful thing. It is. And that's something I really think a lot of people don't think about is like where the definition I was just talking about is prosperity, but that also is prosperity, sowing and reaping. It's it's God's laws. We're getting way off of prayer, I feel like. But (laughs) but that's the the thing is that we we limit God and the word of God and the spirit to, to know it's this way. No, but it's it is so oh, it's many so much ways. bigger. Prosperity yeah. can be there's so many facets facets to that. Just like yeah. prayer, just like healing. Well, yeah. Know, I just pulled up Webster's definition of prosperity and doesn't even mention money. Right. It's a very simple definition. The condition of being successful or thriving. They're thriving. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't say anything about having ten million dollars. It doesn't mean anything about 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 finances. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's because that to me, that to me is this whole book. And I think that's why we have such huge gray areas is because we're like, yeah, but that can't mean this, but that can't mean this. That can't mean this. Uh, and it's so all encompassing this Bible. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. You guys, we are totally out of time for this, (laughs) this episode, (laughs) believe it or not. Thank you guys for joining us. Remember, Hey, get unplugged. But then plug it back in. <laughs> <laughs>